Founded in 1682 by William Penn, Europeans first settled in Pennsylvania in 1637, although several tribes of indigenous people occupied the land for centuries before this. Pivotal in the French and Indian Wars, the Seven Years' War, the American Revolution, and the United States Civil War, it is no surprise that with such a rich history, our state has developed a culture that is distinctive and multifaceted. Full of legends and real-life heroes who risked everything for their beliefs, today Pennsylvania retains strong elements of folk culture developed by a combination of ideologies practiced by the varied ethnicities of original settlers, Native Americans, and shared experiences. Legends and lore passed down over centuries reveal philosophies that are as superstitious as they are religious and even scientific, resulting in a microculture found nowhere else. You are listening to Pennsylvania Life, Legends, and Lore, where we believe that behind every great story, there is a nugget of truth. In each episode, your hosts, Ethan and Holly, will attempt to uncover that truth and preserve a part of our incredible Pennsylvanian lifestyle. Hey guys, and welcome back to Pennsylvania Life, Legend, and Lore. So today we are going to review part two of the Elvira Bunkers. Um, and in this part, we are going to discuss um, if you guys ever wanted to go out to the bunkers or just see them, some tips and tricks for exploring those. So today all the bunkers are all that remain of the Pennsylvania Ordnance Works in World War II era military depot that obliterated the town of Elvira in 1942. Although gradually being reclaimed by nature, these concrete igloos that are nearly 80 years old, they have fared remarkably on the inside and they lay hidden in the woods of the state game lands 252, which is just a few miles south of Williamsport. So easy to access from our area and just a part of history that, you know, we can go and see re relatively easily. Mm -hmm. I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure you can drive right up to the bunkers. I've been back there a couple times to fish and it's been a couple of years, but if I remember correctly, you can park pretty much right at one or two of them and get out and walk. Mm -hmm. right into them so so not all of them may be easily accessed no but some of them can be now if you stay on the road that takes you back to them and you literally drive within five feet of one okay so ethan tell me where exactly are they located i haven't been back there for a couple of years i don't remember you're such a smarty pants so the alvira bunkers can be found just west of route 15 near allenwood in union county pennsylvania they are located within the Union County portion of the state game lands 252, approximately seven miles south of Williamsport, within a few miles of the popular Clyde Peelings Reptile Land, which would also make a great spot if you're in the area to visit. The bunkers are scattered throughout this area along the old roads that crisscross the land. Each is numbered and they create a fascinating anomaly in this beautiful landscape. The official PA Game Commission map of SGL 252 shows the location of all the bunkers. All that is required of the modern explorer is to do the bushwhacking. It should be noted that since this is a land that allows hunting 
Wearing orange when visiting is highly recommended. Please also respect the history of the site and do not enter any closed bunkers and leave them as you found them. There is a lot of graffiti on them. I will tell you, if you're going in and you're expecting to see a pristine bunker, they have been sprayed over. So yeah. beware. I don't know that I would want to go in any closed bunkers. Like even going in the open ones, I would err on the side of caution to just- They're huge. Be a, no, I'm saying like anything could be in there. <laughs> like if they're open, yeah, just not. be cautious. <laughs> My care, when I was doing research on it, like some of the people who have visited reporting, reported actually finding like animals like yeah. in there hibernating and yeah. stuff. Like well, it's a perfect there. place. Yeah. Like it's already there. Mm -hmm. They might as well utilize it. Completely, basically closed off from the elements, essentially, mm -hmm. aside right. from the door being open. Right. Yeah. And... I'm assuming we're going to have the um, the official PA Game Commission's map of that area on our blog? Yes, on our blog. On our blog, okay. Posted. So that'll be there if you want to take a look at some of the other ones that might not be as easily accessible. Um, but you can locate all of those from that map. If you're wondering, can I navigate the bunkers by GPS? That answer is yes. Use the GPS coordinates 41.13618 and minus 76.95924 to navigate the first several parking lots along Alvira Road. While the bunkers can be found throughout the game lands, the best place to start is from a parking lot along Alvira Road adjacent to Bunker 1. From this parking lot, there are several gated dirt roads that are now used as walking trails in the state game lands. The bunkers can more quickly be reached by taking the road to the right. Are any of the Alvira bunkers roadside and easy to reach? So yes. In fact, you can literally park right next to several, several of the bunkers along Alvira Road. And this means that if you'd rather not go hiking through the game lands, it's possible to still see a couple of them without having to leave your car. Yeah, you can... Just you, drive right by. You, you, yeah, you literally park right at the one. Mm -hmm. um, so, and it's one that is open, so you can walk. Which is surprising. I feel like more people should have seen, like, I've never seen them with how easily accessible they but are. People don't know about them. I know, but I'm just saying, like, it's a big part of history in this area, and I feel like it's just super easy to go and see them. So hopefully this encourages people to go and take a look to learn a bit, a little bit more about them. And, and while they're still kind of, like they've become overgrown, they're still kind of like huge pimples. Right. <laughs> right. On a flat land. Right. Yeah. If you, even if you're into hiking or like walking or mm -hmm. that hunting or fishing, you can go back there that you can do all of those things. There's some nice big ponds back there and there's lots of places to walk for pretty much as long as you And that's the you went back, right? Yeah, I went back to fish. So that's how I stumbled. Well, I didn't stumble across them. I went with somebody who knew it. Mm -hmm. um, but there's lots of trails and places to walk there. Are any of the bunkers still locked? So as you're walking around the state game lands 252, you might find a few of the bunkers that are open. If you opt to head inside, you just want to make sure that you're cautious because like we said before, you never know what kind of animals might be hanging out in there. Uh, but we couldn't find an exact count of how many are locked versus unlocked. 
but if you can go inside, um, we have, have read that the echoes in these old bunkers have been incredible to hear. And as you get closer to the center, the echoes get better and better. So standing in the center of the bunker causes your voice to bounce re repeatedly throughout the concrete building. So even small noises like jingling keys can create an incredible sound. So if you have a loud toddler like we do, be cautious. The closer you get to the center, the more fun, I guess, they'll sound if you decide to take them along. Yeah. <laughs> so are you able to see inside the bunkers without a flashlight? The answer of that is yes, you can. The interiors of most of the unlocked bunkers are dimly lit by a small hole in the center of the roof, but we strongly recommend taking a flashlight. But you can, if you forget your flashlight, you can see. Uh, mm -hmm. When I didn't have one when I was in there, and the, as long as it's in the middle of the day or there's the sun's out, you can see in there. Very good. Mm -hmm. I mean, come Very on, good. guys, have some adventure. Go out in the middle of the night, like <laughs> midnight. Oh my God. <laughs> On Halloween or something. No. <laughs> Makes a little more bold than we, so go for it. I found no actual factual stories about hauntings in there. Lots of yeah. people like to goof around about cults and, and hauntings and things like that. But in the research I did, I found nothing that actually supports that. Yeah. So other than going at night just for fun, you wouldn't get anything else out of it. No, you really wouldn't. <laughs> You might scare yourself. Yeah, that's true. So you had said some of them have, the ones that you have seen had The ones that graffiti. are close by do have, like there was some trash in there and. Mm -hmm. uh, this is just answering a question whether there's, the bunkers are full of trash and Yes, graffiti. correct. Uh, so yeah, the further you go in, I, it appears in our research that they aren't as right. trash because they're not as readily accessible. But yeah, the ones I were in, it's still, they're still neat to see. It's not like they're just, garbage a heaping pile of dump yeah <laughs> and it's just sad that things like that do get vandalized because it's just an open concrete space for people to do yes. that on but it's just sad that it's like a piece of history that they're kind of destroying by just and they were they went on somebody's homes mm -hmm. like the whole place was built on right. people's homes and mm -hmm. like livelihoods yeah so yeah it's sad. It is very sad. What else is there to see at Elvira? So there are several cemeteries that still stand on the game lands, which include many Revolutionary and Civil War era graves. And after the exploring the bunkers, if you don't leave the area, instead you just follow the Elvira road to the southeast, that's when you'll, you'll hit those. Uh, the road continues for about one and a half miles, passing additional bunkers and a small cemetery before ending at a gate. The land just beyond this gate is the Allenwood Federal Prison, but this area, area is still part of the state game lands. And at the end of the road, you'll notice a trail leading off to the left as you face the end of the road. It'll be off to your left. And this trail leads a short distance back to the original cemetery for the community of Elvira. And this is a fascinating cemetery to walk around and it is um, obvious that people still come to care for it. And nevertheless, many of the gravestones have been toppled and other are some, uh, difficult to read. The old Elvira Cemetery sits near the end of Elvira Road. And still some of the graves are quite interesting, including two men of the same last name that likely died in the Civil War and a plaque that denotes the injuries of another man. 
The ruins of the old water pump house that used to supply water to the Ordnance Works can be found on Fritz Station Road, which is along the Susquehanna River. So you don't just have to make a trip up to go see the bunkers. There's some other cool, fun things that you can see that are historical up there. Or like we said earlier, there's also Reptile Land if you do take your kiddos along and want to stop there too. So a little bit of stuff for everybody. And if you plan to explore the bunkers, uh, just some tips. Uh, again, it is state game lands, so it's not a bad idea to always at least take Blaze Orange with you. If it's not a hunting season, still wear mm -hmm. brighter or easily visible clothing. If it is, I would definitely wear uh, Blaze Orange. Um, and make sure you're wearing longer pants and uh, not shorts, because uh, it is... The vegetation overgrown. is yeah. overgrown. There are walking paths, but it's still... You're still walking through the, the thick brush and things like that. Yes, it is still... The weeds and stuff are encroaching onto the walking path, so uh, it, it is thick. Um, and then uh, if you are... Uh, if you would... If you plan to go back further. Yeah. If you plan to go back in further, yes. You want to take a compass or um, uh, GPS or a, at least a cell phone that you definitely have service back in there mm -hmm. uh, so you can find your way back out because it you can get turned around relatively easy in there. Um, there is a lot of different paths and it does in some places kind of all look the same. Mm -hmm. Make sure you pull up the map that we'll post yep. to know where you are. Not that I know how to read a map, but... Take somebody along who knows how to read a map. Yep. And uh, lastly, be respectful of the cemetery, the grave sites that you encounter, and be respectful of the bunkers um, as, you know, they aren't taken care of by uh, anybody anymore, so... The bunkers aren't. The bunkers aren't, correct. Some grave site is, but uh, so... But just like going to any, anywhere else, you want to be respectful that those are yep. people's loved ones and... Um, although we're going to enjoy a piece of history, you still just want to be respectful of all of that. So just some, <clears throat> just some final thoughts. Without a doubt, the bunkers on the state game lands is a fascinating place to explore. Um, the abandoned munitions bunkers are interesting architectural uh, relic of World War II era, era America. And if you love visiting these abandoned places, this is a spot you don't want to miss. And it's super close to where we are. So easy to get to is always a plus. Mm -hmm. Um, as it also highlights the fascinating history of how PA responded to the war efforts of the 1940s. Um, there are also a cautionary tale for what can happen to private individuals when the government decides it wants your property, um, or in the case of a fire, wants your entire town. And what was once a thriving little hamlet in Union County, followed by a TNT factory and munitions depot, is now slowly being reabsorbed by nature and the elements. So what was meant to be this, what do I want to say? Thriving town? Well, it was a thriving town, but I mean, what was meant to be this huge plus to the war of having uh, all yes. of these permanent structures that right, last forever right, and right. are just now empty spots for graffiti and animals and yeah. people and, to explore. I mean, Nature is definitely reabsorbing it, but the bunkers, I mean, I don't see the con 
concrete bunkers eroding away anytime soon, so they are kind of now the natural landscape. Right. Which but. is kind of weird, like it's kind of, like the animals in that area are probably so, well obviously they are used to them being there, but sure. just having them be part of their natural habitat, these giant concrete structures. Yeah. So if you have if you have interest, go check them out. I highly recommend it. I've been back there. Holly has not, but it is definitely neat. It's it's a cool place. So Ethan, I have a question for you. This is Meg again. So being a hunter and a fisher, fisher, fisherman, fisherman. I don't know. <laughs> I don't fish. I I do not do anything that's slimy. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, how safe do you actually think? the game is back there considering that they didn't want to like the theory behind not reselling the land back is that it was so destroyed by acid from the tnt plant and that mm-hmm. i mean i know they say there's no radioactive material now but they may have stored potentially restored stuff from well i would say the that bomb the game is probably fine i would think it's fine i wouldn't have any questions i mean at this point? At this point, yeah. Like, if, like you're, if you're a hunter now, I mean, I don't hunt back there, but if I did, uh, I would have no problems eating what I harvested back there. Um, the fish? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do a lot of catch and release anyway. I'm not a huge... I don't really keep fish and eat them. But I do it more for just the enjoyment and the hobby. Um, so... It would never affect me, but mm, I don't know about that. You may not push it to that. Yeah, maybe not try, try that. I, I mean, ultimately, if there was contamination that was making people sick, tons of people fish back there and use it as hunting grounds, we would have heard about it by now. You think so? Yes. You didn't know about this town before I brought it up. Yes, that's true, but I did know about the game lands, and if it was... I, I mean, the hunters in Pennsylvania are very serious, and when they want to make a big stink about something, we do. So if there was people... So do you have to report, like, exactly where you got yes. everything? So like well, well, county and... You have to report county and the uh, WMU, or D, I forget what it's called, but which is just a... Like a letter and the number corresponded with the area so it's not like an exact i shot this in state game lands it's a i shot this in union county in wmu i forget what that is 4d which is i mean that expands like so would they know that like you were in this the state game lands 252 no they would not know that so there's no real way of like keeping track of like if no, but an I could, animal But is... if I said, if I got sick from eating it and said, well, I shot this in state game lands, then I would make stink. Yeah, but, but how you... many people do you think actually report right. that they get sick? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm feeling like Silent Spring vibes here. You've probably never read that book. Rachel Carson, the whole DDT. Well, the but you think, like, currently... But would, be, but would people really, like, make the connection to being right. like, okay, well, this is where I shot it. Maybe it's because of this that I should report it to somebody. Or maybe I just shot, like... I mean, a rancid deer. I mean, no, yeah, no, no offense. Like, I'm 
most people in this area, in my experience, they don't really go to the doctor unless they're dying. <laughs> and, and, you know, your brother actually gave himself food poisoning and didn't, like, so, say anything so, or go to the doctor or report anything. So, like... My opinion is it would... It, I have no concerns, but it would... Do you, if is there that was just problems, because, like, long enough time has gone past... I mean, I would think that. that Do it, you know that, though? What's no. the half-life of the acid that they use there? Correct. The, other, <laughs> the only other reason that I think that it would be more talked about is because we have a thing in Pennsylvania called, for non-hunters, CWD, which stands for chronic waste disease, which deer have, and it's becoming a problem, and it's taking over, I think, most of Pennsylvania now. Like, there are, I think, fewer areas that aren't considered contamination. And pretty much every hunter knows about it. Wait, so what is it? It's a disease that, like, attacks deer's brain. And but, like, how do they get it? Get, you can get it as if you eat a deer with it. But, like, how do the deer get it? The, uh, passing it on to each other. I don't remember From how what? they exactly get it. I don't know. It's like a disease. It's like a disease. You led me on this mission, and now I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know enough about it to be knowledgeable. So, I just know it's a problem. And when you hunt deer, if you see one that's acting weird, you should, like... Are you like, supposed to shoot it? Uh, you can, but if it acts weird, you have to report it. Like, so, so um, chronic wasting disease, sometimes called zombie deer disease, is Ew. a transmittable. I'm not going to try to um, use the medical terminology. <laughs> the abbreviation is TSE. It affects deer, um, and it's caused by misfolded proteins called prions, and it's included in, it's in the similar family of diseases such as mad cow and cattle. Oh. And it's just, it, and um, CJD in humans, scrappy in sheep. Um, it affects mule deer, white-tailed deer, red deer, sicka deer, elk, caribou, and moose. Oh, um, it's not, like, you have to be cautious eating it but they do tell you like if you can't tell like if a deer's had it and it's not like showing how is it like if i harvest a deer and it looks like it's normal to me like it's not walking around stumbling all over the place like there's something wrong with it they tell you that like the meat's fine so like we could have eaten one and wouldn't know it hmm. but we we should be relatively so until it starts to like display symptoms, i think that's what it is like... they tell you it's still even the articles say that as long as it, or what they've been posting is like, as long as it's, even if it has it, like, I think technically the meat's okay, but you don't have to. So is that like, if you in. were to eat the meat, like if it wasn't cooked properly, or even if it's cooked properly, that mere, that deep I think, I think meat either. is still. I think there is, like, there was some. Considered contaminated. Yeah, it's contaminated. It is contaminated, but I think the general consensus of doctors is that it is not the actual like CWD is not harmful to humans that they have been able to prove at this point. That was my understanding. I don't know if that's correct, but no, my, I don't know. My dad, so my dad's a retired doctor and he always is, is always nervous about the deer I eat now, which mm. I don't eat as much because apparently after I had my second kid, I didn't like venison anymore. <laughs> it just didn't taste right. Um, but he's always like, be careful because you can get this. Hmm. I, I so, think they're pretty easy to 
tell what... I don't know. Which deer, like, are... Yeah, they... Because I... I think it eats away at, like... Have you ever seen a deer that, like, has been... No. No. I've seen videos of them, and they look, like... That's so sad. The one I've seen, like, they film at the mouth a little bit. Oh, actually, so... There have been no reported cases of transmission to date, according to the CDC. That's right. So, like from deer to humans? From deer to humans. But it it can be transferred to other animals. Yeah. That's what the Game Commission says. You can still technically eat it, but... You probably don't want to. No. If I knew one had it, I would not. I would forfeit the meat. And you have to, like, send it it away humane of you to still you just like shoot it to like kind of put it out of its misery and and then you just kind of turn it into the game commission they tell you to you're supposed to they have like drop boxes and stuff for like you're supposed to turn in so do you have to tag that one yes so you still there's no you cannot go it's not like coyote so it's still like your deer that you shot for the year yes so I feel like a lot of people who actually use the meat for something aren't going to We wonder, are still like, in one of the areas that is considered low risk. But like no. the areas that are considered high risk, if you want to hunt in there, you're probably shooting a deer with CWD. Yikes. This happened in Montana, Ohio, or Montana or Wyoming or one of the states out there where it like just desecrated their deer population. It's coming back. Oh my. So that's what they're expecting it to do here. So long story short, you think that if something was wrong, <laughs> we really got a tangent. Sorry. Something was wrong One with of my the soil and the vegetation that the deer were eating that would cause something to be wrong with the deer and we shouldn't be eating the deer. Right. We have a, enough in place that it would be recorded. If the animal looked like it was acting normal, I would not... Con- I would not... If everything looked normal, I would not have concerns. But the fish, you're still a little iffy on. Yeah, they're swimming around in that water, and that water's <laughs> stagnant, so. That's true. It doesn't really have a way to, like, right. filter itself out, like, so you're just having the same Correct. water that's typically sitting typically in the actual soil, like. And wild animals typically don't drink from stagnant water. Yeah. I, yeah. And the fish, I wouldn't be just because, like, there's weird disease in the Susquehanna River that has been around forever, and, like, the fish have black spots on them. Like, it literally <laughs> oh, yeah. looks like... It looks so you like, wouldn't get them out of there, so you're not going to get them out of a little... Right, so I... The Susquehanna River was one of the most polluted rivers in the world at one point. Yeah. So I would not... Eat them? I would not eat them out of... Fish yeah. for sport. I mean, somebody might, but... Not for food. Correct. Not out or, of there for food. Or eat at your own risk. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was enough of a tangent. Yeah. It was enough of a tangent. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, as always, thank you so much for listening. And tune in next time for whatever we throw at you then. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> if you enjoyed today's episode please follow Pennsylvania Life, Legends, and Lore wherever you get your podcasts. Pennsylvania Life, Legends, and Lore is produced by Harv Productions, LLC.